This is Laura Van Arendonkba, and you're listening to To Write and Have Written, a writer's guide to the business side. This is an audio recording of the weekly live stream where you can join us each Tuesday on Twitch. Details and a schedule of upcoming guests and topics can be found at lauravab.com. Now to this week's episode. Good evening, or at least it is evening for me. Happy time zone, wherever you are. Thanks for joining me. All right. My lights are looking a little hot tonight. I know it's like a lots of light here. Okay. Anyway, so it is Tuesday. That means it's time for me to ramble about things that interest me. <laughs> so I need to start by, hold on one second. Yeah, this is what, okay. I need to start by apologizing because last week there was some major miscommunication and I'm so sorry about that. Uh, I was out of town, driving back into town, and I was running later than I anticipated, and it was going to be a very, very near thing to get in and get to the stream. And, uh, hi, Grace. And so I, you know, knowing that it was going to be really tight and knowing that it was a create-in, so uh, we didn't have a specific topic, people weren't, you know, on the edge of their seats waiting for it. So I posted, uh, that it was going to it was going to be delayed and then I posted again that I was just going to not do the stream because of uh, the delay and I felt really bad but it was only the second time ever I've not done a stream so I don't feel like I you know just disappear on you a lot so uh, so but apparently those messages did not come through I don't know why they showed in the I made sure to post again. Uh, at about just shortly before we would normally go live uh, in the chat. They showed in the chat for me, but other people said they could not see them. I don't know what happened there. I'm really sorry. But yeah, I'm fine. Uh, I just disappeared unexpectedly uh, because my messages were not coming through to you guys. So I apologize for that. So, okay. Tonight, though, uh, we got a number of things to do. Let me get my notes up here for everyone. So, uh, first off, this is your nagging mom friend question. Have you done your snapshots yet? It's the beginning. It's still in the first week of the month. You still got a little slippage. Uh, if you've not done your slap snapshots, uh, there's still time to get them in, get them done, and then tell me that tell me that you did them, and I'll give you total, total credit for it. No, you don't turn these in. Nobody turns these in. That's not a homework. Just just a reminder. Do your snapshots. Uh, and if you don't know what I'm talking about when I say snapshots, uh, jump back. Uh, to the entire episode on that. But basically, we're just monitoring the metrics that are telling you how your, uh, yeah, the, the metrics that matter for your career. So like, do I have people subscribing to my newsletter, which is going to be relevant to tonight's discussion. So that kind of thing. And speaking of tonight's discussion, wow, I announced this topic, you know, some time ago, put it on the calendar way back, but what a great week for it to come up, <laughs> right? So when we're talking about, you know, oh, no, no, it's fine. I don't need a newsletter. I'll just use social media. That only works if social media is online and functional and, and all of these things. And of course, yesterday, uh, if, you're, if you're catching this on, on a replay, yesterday was a day that a significant chunk of the internet went down and a lot of social media and messaging applications and whatnot were offline. So Facebook down, Telegram down, all kinds of things. So uh, yeah, so if you were trying to launch something or do a major, uh, major contact with your readership yesterday, probably would not have gone well. So, uh, so this is why we want to have direct contact, uh, you know, in case of a change in algorithms, in case Facebook goes down, in case Facebook decides to charge you to reach your audience. Oh, that already happens. Uh, you know, any, any of those kinds of things. So, okay. Anyway, we want to make sure that we have a direct line of communication with readers. And yeah. So let's jump in. And I don't know, honestly, how long this topic will take. I just wrote down some, some notes and I don't know if this is going to be our usual one hour run or if we'll just do a shorter run and then talk about other things because we certainly have other things to talk about. I don't know. We'll play it by ear. So Grace, how are you doing by the way? Also, I have no idea what my lag is. <laughs> Grace might find that in 10 minutes. We'll see. All right. Um, 
So I just want to start. Uh, there are definitely some weird things going on with my newsletter in the last few months. And I am... Oh no, <laughs> oh Tumblr, another blog post. Okay, watch for that. Uh, so I'm going to tell you just a few things that are going on with my newsletter. I cannot conclusively connect them to uh, other things that we know are going on. Could be, you know, correlation is not causation. We don't know. Uh, but I'll tell you some things that are going on and then there are things that are that that I am trying to do about it because it is all connected. It's all um, trying to get there. So the introduction, if you have not been hanging on the the, the media marketing world's uh, thing, uh, I mentioned Apple's privacy changes. Uh, so the very, very short version of that is Apple is making some policy changes where people will need to uh, opt in to tracking uh, so that if, you know, right, what it has been, you know, if somebody used a email uh, provider uh, to, you know, like an, uh, what am I trying to say, like a subscription service. So like MailChimp, ConvertKit, AWeber, Sendy, any of these. Um, and so I could send a newsletter and then when people clicked to open it, that would fire off a little message. I'm going to say this in extremely tech speak. That would fire off a little message back to the service that would then log that. And then I would be able to see, oh, 73% of people opened this email. That's a phenomenal number. It's never going to happen. But I'm just, I'm just going to say. Um, and so I would be able to see, okay, I used a subject line about a new book releasing and I got a 48% open rate. And I used a subject line about uh, you know, uh, what I'm working on and I got a 21% open rate or I used a subject line about something cute my puppy did and I got a 93% open rate, right? Those numbers are totally made up. Uh, but but it, was, it was be useful information. I could see what kinds of things that my readership would be actually interested in and I would know how many of my emails were actually reaching readers. That is changing on Apple affiliated platforms and uh, the way they are going to do it is the email is going to route through another server that will automatically open things and then send that to the to the person on demand. But since the server is opening things, not to the reader, uh, read reports will not be accurate. So that's the extremely non-technical, extremely condensed version. Uh, and <laughs> this is all because Apple values your privacy and it's purely altruistic. Also, I have a bridge to sell. Um, <laughs> yes, you know, people people uh, are are going to choose this uh, overwhelmingly because it looks like their their privacy is being protected. Um, it is not purely altruistic. Uh, it is Apple uh, taking care of themselves and guiding people into Apple apps where they get a thirty percent cut of all transactions and all kinds of things. And it's not that it's a bad thing. I mean, privacy is good and all of that. It's just not quite as altruistic as it's being sold. Uh, but we're not here to talk about that. What we were here to talk about is what do we do now that things are changing? Uh, because, uh, oh, hey, thank you, Raiders. Welcome, welcome. So uh, yeah, jump on in, pull up a chair. Welcome. Uh, so we are, uh, so I, I was still, I need a direct way to reach my audience. Uh, and what am I trying to say here? Uh, sorry, I got excited about Raiders. I need a direct way to, to reach my audience and I need to know that what I'm sending them is actually reaching them and I need to know what, I, what they are most interested in so that I can continue to give them the content that they are actually here for and not uh, just me shouting into the void about things. So um, we're speaking here specifically about newsletters um, for those of you who just arrived, we're talking about um, adjusting our newsletter processes to reach our audiences with the privacy changes that are coming in. And thank you for the subscription, Masoko. I appreciate that. Um, and uh, so here, like on Twitch, I can have pretty, pretty active, almost real-time interaction. I can say, hey, do you guys want to talk about a or B right now, and people could chat in the in the chat. Um, and oh, Kitley, great question. Asked about what if you don't use Apple products? I don't either, but some of my readers do. 
Okay, so that's why this is relevant because if I want to reach them, that is going to be, that is still gonna uh, be relevant to me even if I don't use any Apple products. Because uh, if it's going through uh, Apple servers to Apple inboxes, then this is gonna be in effect. Um, so overall, Apple's doing this, as I said, it's not, it's not purely an altruistic move, <laughs> but that's okay, they're gonna do it. It's gonna look really good on the market. They're gonna reduce a lot of data flow to advertisers and marketers. And again, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like there's a lot of data that gets picked up about us. Uh, I'm definitely not, uh, not opposed to keeping some things private. Uh, and we need to recognize that other companies are going to follow suit if only for the, uh, the marketing look of, oh, we also value your privacy, whether or not you actually do, you're just picking stuff up in different ways. Either way. Um, again, as I said, even if Apple's not really the true hero of this story, privacy is good. It's just that also I want to know if I'm reaching my audience. So, um, yes, Kate, Kate's got it exactly. So even if one of my Apple using readers did not open my newsletter, Sendy will say they did because the extra Apple server opened the email before sending it on. Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. So your open rate metrics might suddenly spike and look amazing, but it's fake. All right. Uh, thanks for following, Sunny. And, um, and Grace, yes, this includes anyone reading email on an iPhone app. Yes, that sort of thing. So, <laughs> okay, so that explains the 100% ARC or ARC open email open rate. Yeah. And let me back up and just remind everyone, because if you haven't been hanging out for a while, um, or if you just don't grok a lot of data. Um, smaller lists always have higher open rates. Okay, when I was joking earlier about a 73% open rate, and I said, that'll never happen. That will never happen for me where I am now. In my first year or two of being a uh, professional author, it might have happened because I was dealing with a much smaller list and it's easier to get big open rates with smaller lists. So when I'm using numbers, please understand that all of that is relative to individual list sizes. So if you have a list of 15 people because you've just started and you're getting off the ground, there's a good chance that those 15 people are people who know you on some level. They're, they're, they're not people who have just stumbled across your website. Um, and there's a good chance that those 15 people signed up you know, early and are now actively looking for something from you and your 15 people list is not has not triggered any spam filters with, with when you send 15 things. And so you're going to, you're gonna get a high open rate out of that. As you build your list, so now you're getting into maybe a four digit list, you've got a few thousand people on there, you are not gonna get a high open rate. I want to keep it as high as possible. There's, you know, but I think, don't quote me on this, I did not do my research before tonight. In years past, I think an average open rate for a larger list was about 18%. I have no idea what it is now. Please don't quote me. So, okay. Um, all right, catch up. Okay. Um, okay, yeah. So if you are, sorry, I'm just kind of watch, kind of watch for questions as, as I go on through this. So, uh, so if you have a smaller list and your numbers are great, high, great. It just keep in mind that they're going to remain high artificially going forward. And if you have a larger list and your numbers are sitting somewhere in the 20, 30, 40% range, 40% is great, by the way, be happy with that. And you're sitting there in that range and then you see things spike and you're like, oh, this is amazing. I have reached all my new, new ideal clients. Everything is fantastic. And, uh, no, it's fake. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, so we want to find some ways to do some, um, some things. So Kyle asks if I use MailChimp. I do not, and we do not have time to get into all the best and worst service providers out there. Um, MailChimp was a fantastic program some years ago. And I think honestly, it's lost some edge and I, you know, but that said, they still have a nice free tier. <laughs> so if you are just getting started and you don't need a lot of features, um, it can still be a good place to, to, to get in there and, and, and get used to things. But, you know, again, long-term, probably not going to stay there. 
but maybe we could do like another another show just entirely on that. So uh, anyway, okay, let me let me get back in here. So the, the short version is I need to, as I mentioned at the beginning of this, remember to do your snapshots, right? Um, I'm doing my snapshots. I'm, I'm collecting my numbers. I want a metric that's going to actually give me useful feedback because open rate is probably no longer going to be the best piece for me. Now, um, Oh no, I don't know what you're apologizing for, Kitley. It's whatever it is, it's fine. <laughs> so, um, oh no, what Nightbot, what'd you do to get Kitley? Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> okay, so sorry. Um, okay, so Grace says she's at uh, 300 and the open rate is pretty good. Okay, good. And, um, and yeah, and, and, sending regularly versus irregularly can help or, um, yeah, anyway, we can, we can get into that a little bit more, uh, later if we want. Um, so I, I mentioned that I was going to, I was going to say the few things that are going on weird for me. Uh, and again, I correlations, not causation. I have no idea what's going on here. I can just tell you, um, that my open rates have dropped over the last six months, like by 10%, which is a lot. Um, and so I'm not quite sure what's going on there. I also noticed when I did my snapshot uh, at the beginning of October, I lost 500 subscribers, which was a huge number to lose from one, from one month to the next. Like that's a lot. So I went back and I looked at all of my campaigns, added up that my individual newsletters that I sent out, added up the number of, of unsubscribes and that totaled 35, which is a quite reasonable number. You're always gonna get some unsubscribes, especially once your list starts getting, you know, more than just your family on there. That's fine. Remember, marketing is filtering out the people who are not your audience. We don't panic about unsubscribes. 35 unsubscribes over a month, you know, at my, I, I feel like that's very reasonable at my level, okay? Those are people that, um, uh, you know, the signed up to get some free stuff, got the free stuff, and then unsubscribed. Okay, that was their, that was their option. Um, okay. Grace says it's sometimes hard to see my 300 person list is more valuable than almost 5,000 on Facebook. Right. But you can reach those 300 directly. And those 300 opted in and gave you an email address where those 500 on Facebook, 5,000 on Facebook gave you nothing. So they're actually more invested people. So, okay. Um, so <laughs> Kate says it was more valuable yesterday. Exactly. This is a perfect week. As I said, to have this conversation, um, so I don't know what happened with those 500. Um, I don't know if that's a glitch somewhere. I don't know if the way those are being evaluated as active subscribers got shifted, uh, if there's some metric somewhere that changed. I just legitimately don't know what happened. Um, so all I know is that my, my, I lost subscribers or I have, have appeared to lose subscribers and my open rate is down. So. I'm going to be making some adjustments to my newsletter, uh, and I was going to be doing that anyway because uh, because of these, uh, you know, it's the metric changes that are happening here, um, the, the way where I'm going to measure open rate. So it just seemed like a really good time to talk about this. Uh, so what we want to do, what we're actually after, like opening is nice, but but opening is not the end goal, right? We want engagement with the email. Uh, and engagement is something that we can define, uh, and can, we can define it differently in different scenarios. So if you have, um, if I have a new book out, which by the way, today I do have a new book out. I should mention that. Um, G is for ghost is, uh, the, the next in the alphabet anthology and it dropped today and there are 26 letter 26 stories because there are 26 letters in the alphabet and it is 26 days to Halloween. So if you buy it today, you read one story a day, you finish on Halloween. There you go. Okay. So <laughs> if, if I had for say sent an email today mentioning uh, that my, that this new title was out, this new anthology was out, I could maybe define for this email, my goal for engagement is conversion. I want to see people click on a link to purchase that title. So I'm looking for a click on a purchase link. I have converted a buy. Okay. Um, so then, uh, 
<laughs> I don't know. Nightbot and Kit Kitley are having a slap fight here in the chat, and I don't quite know what's going on. All right, I'm sorry. Um, so, and I might also, in a different email, have a different uh, goal for engagement. Maybe I want to call to action, click through to a blog post. Maybe I want you to click through and look at somebody's, uh, look at a cover reveal. You know, so I can define what I want that engagement to be differently for everyone. And now, now I can start getting some ways to measure this because the, the, the server that's going to automatically open the email and then pass it on is not going to automatically click all the links in that email. So I can say, okay, you know, I want people to go and read this blog post or look at this cover reveal. And so instead of just putting all of that in the email itself, I can put some of that in the email and then include a link to additional content. The number of people who click that link, that's a metric that I can look at and see what the actual conversion rate was. Okay, does that make sense? Is everybody with me? Okay, yes. Kate okay, says, I want my nice ARC readers to click my nice ARC link. Yes. And so there you can go into your email look at, because um, you're using Sendy, I know, so uh, you, and Sendy will show you all the links that are in that campaign or in that, in that newsletter. And, uh, and so you can say, oh, I sent this to 50 people, 40 of them clicked this link. I have an 80% conversion rate, which is pretty good. Be very happy with that. So, okay. Um, so, I was sad that 100% opened it, but not that many clicked the link, but now I feel better. Yes, because one of these numbers is real and one of these numbers might be made up. It, I don't, we don't know yet if it's made up. The point is it's unreliable. Okay, so, all right. <laughs> oh, you can, you can absolutely listen and do stream things. Oh, of course, and please eat, I'll eat. I'm gonna eat as soon as I'm done streaming. Okay, <laughs> so, all right. Um, so the first thing to do is to sit down for each newsletter, each individual thing that you're going to send and define a specific goal, which we should be doing anyway. Let's not send stuff just for the sake of sending stuff. Like I want to send things that are going to be interesting or useful. You know, I want to have a specific goal when I send things. But now it's even more important because I want to say, okay, do I want them to read this blog post? Do I want them to uh, click a particular link? Do I want them to buy a particular thing? If you are using a service that lets you track, you know, click rates for each individual link, bam, great, you're done. If your service, if you're using maybe a free tier of something that doesn't have you know, that, that feature enabled for you, this is a great place to use some tracking links. So tracking links would be something like, um, I use Switchy, uh, bit.ly, bit.ly is a really, really common one, um, but you can, make some, you know, make some links. You usually see them as URL shorteners. They're not just shortening your URL. You can also use them to see how many people click it. So if I shorten a link, get my, you know, my, my short link, but my, it's also now a tracking link. And uh, I drop that into my email. I send that to a hundred people. 73 of them click that link because when I go in, I check my switchy dashboard, it says that that link has 73 clicks. Those are anonymized. You know, I'm not knowing who's clicking it exactly uh, if I'm using a tracking URL. I just know how many times it's been clicked. So it's still protecting people's privacy if that's what they want. But I can see that 73 out of 100 people clicked a link. That's a 73% rate. That's pretty decent. I'll take that. Okay. So, uh, so hopefully that's making sense. Um, all right. Um, Kyle, I do not buy Facebook or Google ads. Uh, I have considered I may buy Facebook ads in the future. Probably not a great week to ask me about Facebook ads though, <laughs> for, for reasons that we have already discussed. So um, yeah, advertising is, I, I think advertising is the further down the road part of marketing. Advertising, remember, is just one small part of marketing. And uh, there's a lot that we can do before we start sinking money into ads. Newsletters would be a really uh, much lower cost investment for potentially bigger rewards. Because uh, newsletters, I'm speaking to people who have already opted in. 
uh, to hear what I have to say, whereas ads, I'm just screaming and hoping somebody notices. <laughs> so, okay. Another thing you can do if your newsletter offers the option is to do some A-B testing, which is I'm going to send out version A of a newsletter and version B of a newsletter and see which ones are getting more responses. Uh, that's something that a lot of people have been doing already. Uh, and you know, if it's, if it's something that's convenient to you, uh, then it's worth maybe playing with. Uh, if your feature, if your, if your service does not offer that as a feature, don't sweat about it too much. Um, because you want something, you're not going to send two newsletters to your entire list. You're going to send, if you've got a list of a thousand people, you're going to send A to 500 people and B to 500 people, and then compare the statistics on them to see which one is landing better with your audience. So that's an option for you. Uh, and then honestly, like a big thing to look at is the number of subscribers. <laughs> I mentioned already, something's going on with mine. I need to figure out if that is a tracking issue or if I seriously just, you know, really irked 500 people in the last month somehow. <laughs> um, but uh, I suspect it's a tracking issue. But because um, I can, like I said, I went through and I can count 35 unsubscribes. That, that Those I can account for. I'm not sure what else is going on. But if I want to see overall, is my list growing or shrinking? Again, this is why we do our snapshots. If I just ask, wait and be like, oh, does this feel better or worse? Guys, I'm just telling you that's going to depend entirely on how recently I've had a snack, okay? <laughs> how does it feel is a very emotional, um, this is a place we need data. And so if I've got my snapshots, I pull out my spreadsheet and I say, oh, for the last 12 months, I've been adding at least 20 subscribers a month or, you know, whatever your number, particular number might be. Great. Okay, that is growth, all right? If I look at it and I'm adding 10 subscribers a month and losing 50 a month, might, might want to look at exactly what I'm doing, okay? Um, and again, the number of subscribers is not going to be affected by an Apple server opening the email, okay? That's going to be affected only by people subscribing or unsubscribing. So that's a thing to look at. I'm going to uh, get a drink and check the chat. Okay, good, good, good. I thought I'd seen more scroll, but it hadn't. All right. Um, and then another thing I can do is, you know, just again, to double check things, make sure I've got everything set up and it's working properly. I send a newsletter. I've got a link to a blog post in it or, you know, whatever it might be. I can look and see how many times was that link clicked. I can also look and see how many hits uh, show up on my blog post. And so, I, you know, obviously there's going to be a little bit of slippage. Sometimes people will come to a blog post, not through the newsletter. I may have put that also on social media. I may have just had somebody, you know, maybe somebody subscribed to the blogs. So they just automatically go to it. Well, who knows what? But I can see, is there a rough correlation? Um, and I could just kind of use that. Do these, do these roughly match? Yes, they roughly match. So therefore things are working. Another thing that, um, this is not original to me. This is uh, something that's out there in the professional marketing world. Uh, but you can use what they call an email quality score, which sounds really highfalutin. It's actually quite simple. I'm going to take the number of unsubscribes in a particular period of time and divide that by the number of unique clicks. And you should be able to see uh, in your email dashboard, in your newsletter dashboard, uh, how many clicks, but also how many unique clicks. So what I mean by that, I get your newsletter, I open it up, I see, oh, Kate's got a, a, a new release coming, you know, pull out an example. Um, I'm going to click that. Oh, there it is. I'm ready to buy. I want to place my pre-order. Oh, wait, I've got a gift card for this store. <laughs> I'm going to close that. I'll come back tonight when I've got my gift card handy. And I'll then I'll open the newsletter again, click it again, and then I'll go ahead and place the order. That's two clicks but it's one person, you know, actually doing the conversion. Uh, so unique clicks would have counted me only once because I clicked, you know, it was the same person for two of those clicks, if that makes sense. Um, so anyway, if I have a number of unsubscribes divided by the number of unique clicks, that gives you uh, a score. Uh, we're going to call it for your email quality, the email quality score. So if there are uh, 300 clicks 
uh, I send a newsletter, 300 people click on this link and three people unsubscribed from the newsletter or marked it as spam. I'll count anything that's <laughs> anything that is I want out. All right. Um, if you do that math, that works out to 98%. 98% is a very good score. Okay. So that's, that's how that math would work. So your email quality score is something, again, it's not going to be affected by somebody else doing artificial open rates. I can see my number of subscribers. I can see my number of unsubscribes. I can see the number of clicks that are happening within an email. Um, Kyle, come back and talk about video, uh, video hits later. Cause they are, um, because that's a, that's an adjacent marketing topic. And no, I did not boost it. That's, that's all word of mouth is, I guess is the short version. <laughs> I can just answer that. So, um, okay. And then, you know, obviously like a, a number one, uh, you know, ultimately the, the big goal is, is my newsletter making me more money or less money than it had, than it had been. And so that's another metric that I can look at. That one's a little bit messier because most of the stuff that I send in my newsletter is not a direct buy link. Okay. So I'm, I'm not one of those, you know, look at this, look at this, buy this, click this thing. Now, uh, newsletter people, um, and, and I suspect most of people here are not because we really don't, <laughs> that feels icky. We don't want to do that. Like it's also not very useful. Like you just don't. Um, but I can see like overall, am, are, are people subscribing more? Are they clicking more? Am I getting more conversion on my, on my links? Am I getting more pre-orders? Uh, you know, all of these kinds of things. Another thing that I try to, and I try to do this already, but uh, I'm just going to be exceptionally conscientious about it going forward uh, until I until I see what's going on with my list. Uh, I, I want to make my my readers feel valued. Like I really really appreciate you know every one of my readers, um, and I appreciate that they trusted me to give me an email address where I could reach them directly uh, because we all get too much email, right? So I I appreciate that they that they gave me that. Um, and so frequently, not always, but frequently, uh, I'll ask a question in my newsletter. And if I get responses to that, I will take the time to respond to every single person who wrote back to me in a newsletter. Um, and, you know, even sometimes I'll be like, hey, this is what I'm working on. What's your suggestion? <laughs> a friend of mine, this isn't me. This is a friend of mine. Um, she had a cold and she's like, I'm, I'm feeling terrible. Here's my newsletter. Here's what's going on. And if anybody's got a favorite cold remedy, send it. She said that she got a huge number of cold remedies back. <laughs> so uh, again, it's whatever, uh, whatever uh, is, is working for you. Um, I guess like, don't fake being ill to do it. <laughs> Hers was legit. But but you can, you can get some back and forth going there. All of these things, by the way, are also going to boost your overall um, success rate of sending because the more people who engage with your newsletter and the more people who are, you know, emailing back and forth with you, all of that is just going to help your newsletter become legitimate mail rather than spam. And it's so, so easy to get on a spam list. Some of the research that I've done um, to try to get off of spam lists uh, have indicated that as few as two people marking you as spam per 10,000 sends can start to block you from servers. And what people don't realize is that if you get on a spam list, if you get on a blacklist, it does not mean that you go to somebody's spam filter, you know, uh, so like you're not, you're not just stuck in the, in the promotion tab in Gmail, or you're not stuck in the spam folder in somebody's inbox. Frequently, you will get blocked at the server level. You will never make it to their spam filter at all. Uh, Yahoo, I have found, is particularly bad at this. I've had a number of people sign up uh, for my newsletter with a yahoo.com address and then never be able to receive it. And when they were contacting me saying, hey, I've signed up for your newsletter three times, where is it? Um, and I'm doing research. I was finding that Yahoo was blocking me at the server level. It wasn't in their spam filters. It never had a chance to get to their spam filters. And, um, and so guys, when I run the world, there will be no unsubscribing by hitting spam. No, you signed up for this. You had to double opt in to get it. Please hit unsubscribe to get out. Thank you. That's, there we go. There's my soapbox for the day. So, um, yeah. Okay. So Grace is saying, you know, 
Remember when I couldn't receive your updates at all, had to resubscribe with a different address. So far, so good. Yeah, and this is exactly it. It's so, so easy to get on a blacklist. It takes so few spam reports to start having that uh, deliverability affected. So the more interaction you can generate with your readership, the better your deliverability will be because the powers that be <laughs> will look and say, oh, well, lots of people write back and forth to this, so it's probably not spam. So Laura for world ruler. Yes, I will take applications uh, and, and campaign donations. There we go. Donations may be made in the form of fair trade dark chocolate. Okay. <laughs> so, so I guess the short version here is what we're, what we're wrapping up with is um, in going forward, what I have said previously about look at your open rate as a useful metric is not going to be as true. It's not that it's going to immediately be useless, but just maybe start looking at it less, okay? <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so I'm gonna start looking for other ways to get people to engage with my email, and I'm going to look for ways that I can get people to engage with my email in a way that I can usefully measure. So having links through to other things that I can check and see how many people have clicked this. How you may be using tracking links if my uh, newsletter service does not give me a way to, to count how many links get clicked. I can, uh, for each individual email, I should be checking, you know, what, what is my goal for this email? How do I want people to engage with this? And then how can I measure that? And it is absolutely fine, again, if your goal changes with every email. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I wrote one today that I'm going to send next week. And, um, and it's just got a number of links in it to, hey, look, here's, here's a collection of free books you might want to check out. Here's a book um, that just came out that you can click to. And uh, here's a place where you can, re oh, and by the way, I'm going to drop chapter two of uh, Kin and Kind on my Patreon. And, you know, so there's a collection of, there's a whole lot of different links that people might click. Uh, and so I'll be able to see overall how many people are clicking links in there. Um, and, you know, again, tracking links, if you need that to get engagement numbers, if you can do it right from your dashboard, then do that. That's easy. Uh, look overall as a number of subscribers changing. So if my number of subscribers is going up or going down, that's not going to be affected by open rate. That's going to be still a very useful metric. And uh, yeah, so there's the there's the the short list of, of things we can do. Um, do we have questions on this kind of thing? I'm going to get a drink while the lag runs. I got to go this morning up to my alma mater and speak for a writing for gaming class. Guys, my alma mater has a writing for gaming class. How cool is that? <laughs> How the world has changed. Um, anyway, so I had um, this group of students and I talked about uh, my life as a writer and my life as a gamer and how they intersect and how, um, you know, as, as a storyteller, what I want out of games and uh, I made fun of Battletech. Sorry, Battletech people. Um, <laughs> not all these things. So that was really fun. We had a great time. Um, it was a really good group of students. They asked great questions. So that was cool. So, um, okay, well, if there are not specific questions about that, uh, we can, well, actually, we have a couple of options. We can either wrap up a little bit early because I, I've got things to do and you've got things to do. Uh, could be your snapshots. If you haven't done it yet, just saying hint, 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 hint. Um, oh, no, hold on. My opinion on sitting out newsletters without a new release Oh, okay. Okay. So, oh, I get it. So I'm sitting on a newsletter, but it's not because I'm dropping a new title. I'm sitting out a newsletter because it is, uh, I have something else to communicate. So, and I totally hear you, totally hear you when you say it makes me feel bad. So I generally don't. Right. Because the last thing, um, we want to do is be annoying. Like we really don't want to be annoying. And Grace says, other than having more new releases. I mean, that's a, that's the ideal, right? If you could pop them out relatively quickly. Uh, I do not pop them out relatively quickly, so that's never going to happen. Um, but 
I will send newsletters. I don't want people to forget me either. Okay, guys, quick review. I write freaking huge books, like fat books. Um, and if I wait until I have one done, when I pop into somebody's email inbox again, they're going to be like, what the heck? Who is this crazy person with the weird name? Why did I subscribe to this? And Or they're not even going to remember that they're going to that they subscribe to it and they're going to hit spam because they don't remember ever having subscribed. That's going to do nothing but bad things for me. So I want to show up occasionally in people's inboxes um, just to keep some connection going. Remember, marketing is relationship. All right, but not annoying people. It's not that kind of relationship. Um, so this is where I want to find other things to be useful. So the, the newsletter that I was just writing today, it's going to go out next week. So quick, everybody subscribe. You can see what I'm talking about, <laughs> but, um, that I want to be, it's, it's a list of things. Or it's not a list. It's a collection of things that, <clears throat> that might be interesting to people. And I don't want it to feel spammy. So in it, I have, Hey, this is what's going on. Uh, if you were following the fact that I, you know, was raising monarch caterpillars um, unintentionally but effectively this year, this is my last monarch. You know, here's a picture of the chrysalis that you can see through and see the butterfly inside. How cool is that? And then here's a picture of the butterfly. So you got to click to see that picture. So there's my first, you know, little tease and engagement. Okay. Then I also have, uh, hey, here's here's a new book you might be interested in, and here's um, a book promo with a uh, hundred books that you might be interested in. Those are also links to click. Um, and then I mentioned a few other things that are coming, you know, going on in October, what I'm working on, a couple links, and you know, and wrap up there kind of thing. Um, what my goal is that at least one of those is going to be interesting, entertaining, or useful. So if people are like, oh, wow, I didn't know you could see through a chrysalis to see the butterfly inside, that's pretty cool. Or people are gonna go, oh, look, here's a hundred books. I'm gonna pick up this one because it's great. You know, whatever. Um, I want people to feel like opening that email was worthwhile for them. If I just open that email and it's like, hi, I had peanut butter for lunch. I like toidles. Thanks for reading, have a good day. Okay, like nobody, that is annoying. That's just pushing into people's, um, you know, that's just pushing into people's inboxes for no good reason. So, um, yeah. And I'm sorry, Joe, the snapshot thing, uh, I did a brief recap earlier, but I think that may have been before you got here. Uh, snapshot is my term. <laughs> Feel free to substitute any other term, um, for tracking your metrics just to see how I'm going to say this in a terrifying way, how your career is going. <laughs> so am I, uh, moving more product? Do I have more newsletter subscribers? Um, you know, are there, do I have more followers on Twitch? <laughs> whatever, whatever it is, whatever the metrics are that um, that I'm interested in growing or 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 just keeping an eye on, and so I recommend doing those monthly. So usually the first first stream of the month, I nag people to do their strap shots. So that's that's what that is. Uh, but it is useful because then I can look and say, oh, I got a huge boost in subscribers. Let me check and see what I did. Or, oh, I got a huge fallout in subscribers. Let me check and see what I did or, or anything like that. So, okay. Um, so yes, Grace. Um, so sort of use it like a social media digest best of could be. Yeah, there's a number of ways to do this, but um, just assume, and, and I know I'm, I've struggled with this, but then I started listening to other people and, and, and observed and I'm like, oh, this is actually really true. I feel like if I put something on the blog or if I put something on Twitter or whatever, now I've already used that content, right? Like I don't want to then stick it in the newsletter. But let's be honest, the number of people who are staring at Twitter that exact moment that I posted it is a tiny, tiny fraction of the number of people who signed up for my newsletter, right? Um, Twitter's pretty fast. You know, it's a pretty big turnover. Unless they're following only two people on Twitter, there's a good chance they didn't see it. So it's fine to go ahead and, you know, include some of those things also in your newsletter and just, again, have, uh, ha just have useful stuff in the newsletter so that people are feeling like it was worth their time to open it. That's the big thing. <laughs> Joe says, oh, right. We've been nagged by you before. Yes. Yes. And you will be nagged by me again. Um, because I, I think it's, you know, as, as I keep saying, you know, well, do I feel like I'm doing better is a hundred percent dependent on how recent my last snack was. So <laughs> I want to, I want to make sure that I'm using data for this and not emotions 
because emotions are very subject to hangry or whatever else is going on in my life at this time or all of those things. So, okay. So, uh, Joe says, I always check out lists of exciting books, right? So if I, if I'm like, Hey, I, um, you, you'll see that a lot of, a lot of authors who will be like, Oh, this is what I'm reading right now. So that here's a recommended read for you. And, um, so that's a great option. Uh, if you are, you know, constantly ch uh, churning through books that you can be pulling through, uh, 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 good recommendations on the regular. Um, and I, I have hesitated to do that, not because I hate books, that's not the reason, <laughs> but because frequently uh, what I'm reading is other people's works in progress or something like that. So I don't want to be um, promoting something that doesn't have a release date or, or, or something like that. So um, anyway, all, all of that to say, there's, there's a number of ways to do this. Um, you just want to make sure that when you're what you're putting into your newsletter is just going to be interesting and fun stuff. And uh, and Grace, you're in New Zealand, so you have an automatic two points advantage over the rest of us because you can be like, here's a picture of the ground on fire, right? <laughs> or whatever. And and all of your American subscribers are going to go, ooh. Okay. Um, and, uh, and so you guys just lean into what is, you know, fun and interesting about your your unique area or your unique uh, hobbies or or whatever, uh, like what I was doing with the monarch caterpillars this summer. I didn't plan for monarch caterpillars, but oh my gosh, if they're going to move in and pose for my pictures, I'm going to use them in my newsletter. Absolutely. So, or when I suddenly had a bunch of cattle in my property and I'm like, oh, hi, there's cows in my yard. That was probably one of my highest open rates of my newsletter for the year. So Kate says, oh man, I have to be interesting. Kate, you bind books. You make very pretty books. I don't know anything about book binding. This is a thing that you could lean into. Okay, just find something. Here's the thing. We all think we're boring because we all know what we do every day. And to us, it is an everyday thing. But to other people, it is more unusual because that is not how they're living. So <laughs> Kate says the cow story was excellent. See, and I will tell you the truth. The cow story uh, didn't come out in the newsletter when it happened. It came out later and I was like, oh, this is something, this is a cool thing that happened last week or whatever, because it didn't even occur to me at first to put it in the newsletter because I was like, ah, you know, this is my life. You know, this is fine. And then later I'm like, Oh, that would be really good newsletter content. Okay, so we have to actually start training ourselves to think of things in, in this way and to think about repurposing our life's events uh, because it's not natural for most of us to be like, oh, this thing happened. Let me put it in my newsletter, right? Kyle, I do not have cows. That's why it was an interesting story. <laughs> um, the, the cattle uh, had gotten loose and had come to visit me and so my dad and I um, collected them and rounded them up and put them in uh, a enclosure that I have on my property and then waited to find out where they came from and all of that. If, happy, everybody got home safely. Um, the cows, we had, a, we actually ended up having a cattle drive up the road home to where they, where they belonged. It was great. So, but yeah, that's all, that was all went into the newsletter and on my blog because it turned out to be really good content that it didn't even occur to me to use. But most people don't wake up and have cows. So that was, uh, you know, surprise cows anyway. So, um, so that is actually a great thing to use for content. So, okay. Um, yeah, so hopefully that gives you some ideas on, you know, just start thinking about <laughs> the very short version. Let me just sum up the last hour. We are no longer going to stress as much about open rate. We are going to be more focused on engagement or conversion. So I'm looking for people to click or do something with my email. I'm going to track that instead of open rates. Gosh, Laura, why didn't you say that at 702? We all could have been eating dinner. Okay, so <laughs> there we go. Um, are there any other questions or comments? Um, and, and then we will, I will tell you what we're doing next week. I think, let me find what we're doing next week. I have a calendar somewhere. Where did I put my calendar? Yeah. Oh, next week, um, I promised a recap of Gen Con, uh, which was 
fascinating and fun, and I learned a lot. Uh, even though I have been doing live events for years, uh, this is my first time doing it at Gen Con, and I learned there were some significant differences that I'm going to make changes to incorporate in the future. So, uh, so that'll happen next week, and then we will also talk next week about preparations for NaNoWriMo because it's October now, and that means Nano is closing on us. So, <laughs> Sunny says, dinner was delicious, and I'm glad I rated. Hey, I'm glad dinner was fantastic, and I am also glad that you rated. Thank you very much. And I'm glad you tuned in, Kyle. That was good. Okay, all right. So, um, so next week, uh, author table at Gen Con. I'm gonna recap on how that was different, what I'm going to do differently in the future, what I did that was smart, and all of those things. And then we will also talk about um, just getting in gear a little bit for NaNoWriMo. Uh, and yeah, I think I just said that. So I don't know why I repeated it. Sorry. Now you got it on Twitter and in the newsletter. There we go. That was an example. I planned that. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, that is it. Then I'm going to go ahead and wrap it here. And uh, yeah, if you guys always, always, I'm happy to take topic requests. Uh, if people, you know, have a specific thing they are wondering about or asking questions about, and I know um, I talked to several people over the last week online who were asking questions and I ended up saying, Hey, you know, I actually have an episode in that, you know, here's a place you can go look at it or, or something like that. Um, but if, as you're working on, you know, getting started in publishing or putting together a newsletter or whatever, if you're running into specific questions, you know, bring it up, send, shoot me a message. You know, you can email me through my website, whatever. And I would be happy to talk about things because more than likely you're not the only person who has wondered this. And if I have played with it and made all the mistakes already, I would be happy to save you some time and effort uh, in the future. So, all right, that is it. Everybody have a fantastic evening or possibly morning if you're hanging out on the other side of the planet. Uh, and, uh, and then I will see you next week. Same time, same channel. Thank you so much. Kyle, the Gaming for Writers class is at Taylor University, and I have no idea if it's offered online, but you can check that out. Okay. All right, everybody have a fantastic rest of your day. I'm going to go grab some dinner. Bye. Thank you for listening. You can find details on the weekly live stream, upcoming guests and topics, subscription and support information, and more at lauravab.com. Your shares, reviews, and support are very much appreciated. Until next time.